Yeah, hi there, Ogets Dimitri. Sorry I had to leave such a rushed message with you uh, when we uh, met the other day. I just want to quickly give you your, uh, my phone number and I had to get the heck out of the area. In any event, I figure I better leave you a more detailed message um, and explain why I approached you. I am single. I have no trouble meeting women. I mean, women approach me six, seven times a day. But I'm very particular about what I like. You're extremely elegant. I couldn't take my eyes off of you. And your friends were very jealous. Even if they say they weren't, they were envious of the fact that uh, I approached you and I was very taken by you. Elegant women are very rare. I'm Greek and I'm very particular about what I like. So I'm giving you an opportunity here. I don't know if you pick up the messages on the weekend, but I'm, I'm working on a movie script, so I'm pretty much around all weekend doing that. I left you my number, 416-918-4. This looks like a landline, and if it is, you may not get the message till Monday, but when you do, call me, and then we'll get together for coffee and chat and uh, let the romance begin. You look very taken aback by my approach, and I hope that isn't timidness. I hope it was just a little bit of uh, shock at being approached so um, uh, directly. Uh, because I don't really date timid women because I'm a very direct, very passionate, very assertive man. And I want a woman who's very independent and uh, strong. So uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. But I just wanted to formally introduce myself. Now I have. I leave the ball in your court. You call me as soon as you uh, have the courage to. Okay, Olga? Talk to you soon. Bye. Well, uh, I'm neither Olga nor Dimitri. I'm Scott Copperman, one of your hosts of An Apotheosis of Bombast. And with me, I think, is Elton McManus. I'm still reeling from the shock of of that guy. (laughs) I just have to say, though, I I remember when you first approached me and told me you were working on a movie script and how I should be kind of flattered that you were approaching me and not the other people around me to be on this show. And I'm thinking that was it was all just a scam. Yes. I'm also Greek as well. Oh. <laughs> and I'm very particular about what I like. Uh, well, we'll throw this out as a tease. That's message number one that Dimitri left for Olga. We have message number two coming up later on in the show. Yeah. That's brilliant, though. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe how obnoxious that guy is. What a jerk. I'm going to say we already know what this show's moral is. Be very careful what you leave on an answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome everyone to episode 24 of An Apotheosis of a Bombast. As I said, I'm Scott, and with me is Elton. Howdy. And we have for you a bit of random awesomeness, which is actually a phrase that comes from the Geek Squared podcast. That's a podcast that is put together by Trooper Lee and Jay, I think the other host's name is. Yep. We found them through the Simply Syndicated Forum. Both enjoyed their podcast. They listen to ours, and... So we're doing a little bit of cross-plugging here. Yeah. But we have random awesomeness of our own. And uh, I guess we should start with real-life random awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> I have bags of it at the moment. Oh, that's cool. It's your son's birthday, right? Coming up? Yeah, it's his birthday on Sunday, August the 2nd. So, But he's a bit poorly at the moment, and yeah. we're a bit worried. It's all this swine flu that's sweeping the village. It's going absolutely potty around here at the moment. There's, there's a few people that have it. Mm-hmm. And... 
we're just knocking on wood everywhere we go, keeping our fingers crossed that he hasn't got this. And oh, please don't let him have it. <laughs> Otherwise, you go for a test and you get a shot and that kind of thing. Or well, we're um, no one's allowed into the doctors if they have the symptoms of it. Oh. They just don't want anyone in the doctor's uh, surgery getting it. Obviously, if someone else gets it from there, then they can pass it on to someone else and someone else and someone else, and then it's a worldwide thing in Yeldum. So we've been advised not to go down there. He's running temperatures and he's throwing up every now and again, which is is not good. It doesn't make any sense to me. You can only go to the doctor if you're not sick. If you're sick, stay home and don't come in. Yeah. Wow. And the old doctors that we used to have, yeah, used to have to book an appointment and it was basically first come first served and if you didn't get there then oh it's next thursday that is so bad but and this one they're really good obviously we're a small village so it's nice just to pop in and say hello i've broken my toe or i've got Mm -hmm. a cut here or i've got a rash on my bottom or my piles are playing up a little bit so (laughs) i guess you can go to the hospital if it was you know, if he all of a sudden couldn't breathe or if it, he was dehydrated or something. but Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd take him straight in. But our nearest hospital was an hour away. Wow. And I remember we've had three uh, next-door neighbours since we've been here. It's not that we're bad neighbours. It's just that people like to move on. <laughs> and the guy next door, when he first moved in, I think it was about a week after actually moving into the house, I think he, he was trying to screw um, a ladder into the loft. And but he was standing on the ladder, and <laughs> he fell out the loft onto oh his ass. And this guy's—he's late sixties, I think it is. So he took a pounding onto the floor, and it took over an hour and a bit to get an ambulance out here, oh which is not good. Yeah, I would have thought they'd have been tearing around, but they were really, really busy that day. I—I I don't know how busy they get. I, I don't know what sort of area they have to cover, but. They were really busy, and it took ages to get down there. What happens if you have a heart attack or you need urgent medical care? Like if there's a gunshot in your village, where do they go? Um, I think they're either going to be quicker to walk or just walk to the cemetery up the road and just dig a hole for yourself <laughs> and just lay in it. So, oh, wow. Don't worry don't worry about the middle, man. I'll just do it myself. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Hopefully, hopefully, Christ, I hope we don't get gunshots around no, no, Well, I mean, crazy, you know, you, an accident at home, you slip and fall and a big gash in your head or working in the yard and accidentally cut something you're not supposed to yeah but hopefully if anything like that happens then we can either jump in a car or the ambulance will come straight away and there's a couple of fields around where we live anyway so there's always room for a a a helicopter to land as well and you you see them around anyway so so that's not too bad in that respect but hopefully we'll never have to dial that number just to tell you how bizarrely different that is than than it is for me on sunday uh the kids and i rode bikes to the local school which is a mile away and uh no one else was there we're on our bikes jackie got stung by a bee so it's fine Uh, but instantly her lips swelled up it was all the way up to her nose and she's freaking out and the big decision for me was how was i going to get her the one mile back to our house the hospital's only another 10 minutes away there's emergency rooms all over and, and urgent care places we could go to. It, yeah, I mean, it was only a bee sting, but it had the look of a, a really serious reaction. But yeah, just wow, it's just a difference, all, a very, very different situation. Yeah, and kids scream at a totally different pitch when they're stung as oh, well, yeah. don't they? Yeah. <laughs> My little Kimmy, she got stung on her finger a little while ago. I think there was a bee dying on the ground, and kids just go over and have a little look, don't they? And then yeah. they start, they start poking it. 
mm-hmm. and they start poking it some more, and all of a sudden they end up with a sting in their finger. <laughs> and the whale that comes off kids, oh. it's blood-curdling. It really just gets you to the core. Oh, it, it does. It's, it's not like someone's stolen my dolly or someone's taken this. It's, my God, I'm dying. It's pain, just pure pain and and why won't you help me even though the yeah. words aren't there that's the tone that's inside it like how <laughs> did you let this happen you said you'd always be there for me why, why did he sting me i was only poking him that, a little bit that's exactly what my daughter said she, she was climbing on the monkey bar she didn't do anything to cause it but the whole every person she saw because we did go to the doctor's office because marianne's like dead fatally allergic to bee stings so really? we don't know oh, what the situation gosh. is for for Jackie, but you know the swelling was going down. But she, everyone she talked to, she said, "I don't know why it stung me. I didn't do anything. Like it, there has to be a cause and effect." Yeah, yeah. Wow. Have you ever seen that um, YouTube video of the the guy with the crocodile? No. It's a um uh like an aquarium sort of thing, but mm-hmm. for crocodiles and people around him watching him on like a stage show. And he's got this big crocodile laid out with his big, dirty mouth. And he's tapping it with a big stick yes, I have on its that. nose. Mm-hmm. And he's jabbing it under its chin. And he taps it on its nose. And then he puts his hand in in the crocodile's mouth, pulls it out, <laughs> and goes, look, look, look how safe this crocodile is. <laughs> Should all get one, really. Oh, yeah. And then he did it again. And then, bang! The jaws just close on his arm, and he starts rolling and rolling. He tears his arm off, I think. But I remember reading, uh, you know, you get the comments at the very bottom of the YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. I remember reading one on there that said, uh, it's not as if he was tapping it with a big stick, was it? <laughs> just crazy the way it actually reacted. You know, what the hell do you think you're going to do when you put an arm in a crocodile's mouth? I know. Thankfully, that's not the situation we had. <laughs> What what other kinds of craziness is going on at your house? I saw the cutest thing ever. Honestly, the cutest thing. I was driving home from work, and a couple of roads from here, they have duck crossings. And basically, they have um, one house will have a, a pond, and another house on the other side of the road will have a pond. And mm-hmm. the ducks migrate between the two during the day. Oh. And they put little wooden signs out, little homemade things, just to let people know. And I came around the corner, normal speeds. I wasn't, you know, tearing around or anything like that. And there was this mother duck waddling across the road with all these little ducklings behind him. I was like, oh, look at that. That's wicked. <laughs> and I stopped, and the duck looked at me. And then he carried on, well, she carried on walking, and all the ducklings were all over the road. And they went down the, the curb onto the road, and they were walking in the middle of the road. And mm-hmm. then they'd, they'd walk up about a foot, and so I'd inch my car up a little bit and then the mum would actually stop turn around and look at me and then say okay come on kids and then do that and that happened around two or three times and I was like oh she's looking out for them and then they hit the other ramp and they walked up the ramp and went off and I think the only other thing that could make that cuter is if you had a little puppy coming along but it had wheels for legs and that would have been the cutest thing ever (laughs) He's had his back legs amputated because Aww. another car's come along. And, oh, that would have been just perfect. <laughs> but I, I've never seen that. But I I did have to flash another car because he was tearing down. Yeah. Just just to warn him, you know, watch out for the little ducklings, mate. Otherwise, we're going to have feathers everywhere. Aww. But, 
yeah, cutest thing ever. Makes my cockles all warm. Did it have one of those duck crossing signs? Yeah, they had homemade ones there, so... Oh, they have real ones here, like official government-made ones. Uh, I think they have them at the start of the village, just to warn you, you know, anywhere along this road, there could be ducks, but they have homemade ones, because obviously the, the, the people who actually own the houses know that the ducks cross from here to there. Hmm. It's just brilliant. I love it. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Oh, Amanda Boudoir, my better half to me, Mm-hmm. She actually did. I don't know if you have these. Uh, she did a race for life recently. It's basically a, a breast cancer or a, a woman's cancer fun run, and that was over three miles. I think it was. She's been training recently for it anyway. So, mm-hmm. but she done it within thirty six minutes and raised about sixty quid. I think That's for cool. it. That was brilliant. And she had no injuries or anything like that. She survived it, and she was really proud. She was beaten by a woman. With a broken arm, but <laughs> she looked like a professional runner, and she had like the professional water bottle with her, so that's not too bad. But some of her friends on Facebook, they also did it, and they were posting, "Oh yeah, we did it in fifty-six minutes. We did it in an hour, and blah blah blah." And but I had injuries. I had a broken ankle. I had a twisted ankle. I had a sore knee. I had sore legs, and just making all these excuses up and wanting sympathy from all their friends. But really proud of her. So well done. Really happy for her. That's awesome. Does she think she'll do it again? There's a 10K one in September, but she hasn't got the time to actually practice for it because we're going on holiday soon. So there's going to be lots of beer involved in the holiday. So <laughs> got no chance of training up. But I've been asked to do it. And I said, no, I don't think so. <laughs> if it was a cycle ride, then I might do it. But no. Yeah, but then it wouldn't be 10K. It'd be 30K or... Yeah, then you're getting into Ironman territory, aren't you? Yeah. Then I'm going to have to swim, and I'm going to look really weird with armbands swimming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have 5Ks and 10K stuff a lot of times around here, and, and I, I used to do a whole bunch of them. So Marianne and I went to go and do one. She had never done things like that before. And I was like, oh, it's not that bad. So why don't you come and do this with me? It was a run-walk. So there were the people who were all hardcore, and they do it in 15 to 25 minutes. And then there yeah. were people walking who were just going at 30, you know, 45, 50 an hour. But she said, oh, no, I, I want to jog it. I was like, all right. So we obviously did it together. And so we're, we're going out, and we're, it was a big loop, so it wasn't like you could bail out. <laughs> you started somewhere, you went around this giant oval. You're actually going around an office complex, I think. And yeah. you came back to where you started. But the point is, we did it, and we got maybe a mile in, and she was kind of proud of herself. We weren't going very fast at all. But she was pleased with herself, and then all of a sudden the ambulance pulls up behind us. <laughs> and they're like, you guys all right? And, yeah. I mean, I wasn't even breathing hard, and, and she was working hard. She wasn't used to this. She was starting to hit that, okay, now I'm kind of tired wall. Yeah. And, and we're just shuffling. These are like 10-minute miles or slower we're going. And they just cruised behind us the whole way. <laughs> like, what, the ambulance? <laughs> yeah. For the last two miles, they stood right behind us. And I said at one point, so really, we're finally going, well, you're the last ones. We're like we're the last ones out of everybody, and they're like, oh yeah, and like, all right, and that was it. Like we f- we finished. Marianne was tired, but more than anything, she was just like frustrated and almost embarrassed that this, limo- uh, this ambulance had been behind us the whole time. And I mean, she felt pressured. You know, you got to go a little faster. And and they weren't like fifty yards behind us. They were. You're right, right behind us, like yeah, right on your heels. <laughs> they got the 
the oxygen bag and the electric cardio thing ready to go, like poised to jump out the door. <laughs> you know, and they they wouldn't uh, leave. They just followed us the whole way. So she, that was the last one of those she ever did. The one and only. I felt bad because it really just was in. An unpleasant thing. Did Did you find a paramedic just uh, holding onto your wrist, just checking your pulse, <laughs> make sure you're right as you're walking along? <laughs> like she kind of turned red from being embarrassed a little bit, and then they were like, well, "Are you sure you're right? You're getting yeah. red." And like, the, the, dude, leave her alone. She's fine. Like, I'm you're making fine. her all self conscious. And honestly, this might be probably the first time I've talked about it in about ten years. As you crossed the line, did they uh, have like tannoys on or anything like that? And did they announce you? Here come the last people. We can all pack up now, guys. We can all go uh, home. Not that demonstratively, but yeah, it was definitely like we came through and then the lights got flicked off and the scoreboard. Okay, wrap it up. Oh, I mean, they weren't it. subtle at all. And, and it wasn't like we were way behind. You, you could yeah. kind of see in the distance like the next group. But I mean, it, it was supposed to be run and walk. And I guess for some reason there weren't walkers that day. It was just... Much more hardcore than us. Yeah, yeah. That's a shame. They should have tears for that sort yeah. of people. I think the one that Amanda did, they had a uh, they had a runners section, they had a joggers section, and they had a walkers section, and it literally lasted all day. And it, it you know, you're you're talking only three miles, which is not a long way to walk, really. Yeah. But she probably came in the in the top quarter of all the people there. That's good. Do they kind of do it by age and all? Also, like, like no, twenty nine no. to thirty, thirty to thirty nine, or no? It's just all comers. It's just purely just raising money and having a good day. Oh, that's good. That's the way it should be. Those things. Yeah, I, it's brilliant. Hopefully, she's going to do it next year because it was it was really good. I'm really proud of her and really happy uh, that they put these events on and they put them all over the country, all over the time as well. So it, mm-hmm. it's really good. Oh, that's good. Awesome. That's my new word, by the way. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, Kumar had commented on my new avatar, and he said it was awesome, and I said, with extra um. Someone else had posted about tweet stats, where then it tells you, you know, you did 300 of them on a Monday and 415 on a Tuesday, and it tells you the words you used most often and who you tweet to most often and all that stuff. Yeah. And so um, the person who I tweet at most often is... Um, that person rose that that we have occasionally gotten links from and when i mentioned yep. that to her she said oh that's because i'm awesome i was like oh with extra um so <laughs> that's become and then uh the guys from geek squared i think had sent a tweet and had put awesome in it and i was like oh extra um can i say yeah. extra um but yes so that's three times in a row now it's my new word brilliant awesome with extra um it's not a word i guess it's a phrase catchphrase have you have you noticed uh, a lot more um porno tweet followers i'm getting about five or six per day i'm getting fed up with actually clicking them off i, I don't want to go onto the protected yeah just in case anyone's looking for me or i'm, I'm sure they can find me if i'm not protected but i, I don't want to go protected just yet but i'm getting about four or five and oh i'm just getting fed up with it really and it's like uh sally XXX six nine four two one. No, that's clearly not your name. Right. That's just a porno thing. But they, and they're getting smarter. And I always said that about um, my blog too. You get all these comments that have misspellings and all. And, and I always felt like if they ever got their act together, they'd get a lot more through. And I noticed a lot of these fake Twitter accounts 
will have five or six posts that you don't know. They might be legit. They're kind of replies to people, or I really like iCarly, or just <laughs> did you catch the game last night? Real vague kind of things. Mm. And then if you look carefully, like the third and the ninth one say, I made $200 working at home in three hours last week, or click here to see my profile, or... Um, yeah, yeah, it's always like a tiny URL on there, isn't it? Yeah, and that bothers me because I feel like almost everything you put on now gets that bit.ly or tiny URL. Mm. So even if you put a, a legitimate link, it automatically gets condensed these days. Yeah, that's right. And I don't want people to worry about the links I put. Yeah. Talking about porn. <laughs> <laughs> My friend is a window cleaner. Okay. And he was he has a customer in another village a little way uh down the road. And I won't say his name to protect him from vile shots from other people, but uh he has a customer who's uh paralyzed. Okay. He used to be a former rugby player, and he was paralysed in a, a tackle, I think it was. And he also has a carer that lives at his house. Now, the rugby guy's gone on holiday to Spain or Portugal or somewhere like that, and he's away for two weeks. And my friend, he's gone round there to clean his windows, make all look, look nice, and just move on to the next job. Mm-hmm. And he's put his ladder up, and he's climbed up to the first window, gone to do that. And inside the bedroom window, he's seen the carer... And his lady friend embraced. <laughs> now, either she's got something on her, mm-hmm. and he's trying to knock it off of her really hard with something on his body, uh-huh. or they were having umpy bumpy there and then. And he's he's never experienced this. You, you'd imagine a milkman's always knocked on a door, and a, a lady in lingerie's come down and gone, "Oh, hello! Oh, I'll pay you for the milk." Oh, I haven't got any money on me. Blah blah blah. Uh-huh. Or. <laughs> uh, uh, a window cleaner has seen this all before. He's never seen this. It's brilliant. And he said he was scared stiff. He didn't know what to do. He was on the ladder, and the guy turned around and saw him on the ladder, so he couldn't really disappear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he said he wanted to go, come on, go on, get in there. But he didn't. <laughs> he resisted from that. And the guy just got up, walked over to the window, went, all right, and pulled the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, that's brilliant. And inside the window, he could hear like the lady going, ho, 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 giggling away. Yeah. So Obviously, they're a little bit embarrassed, but, oh, that's brilliant. Well, i got to give the guy credit, because there's probably three ways to go. You can act real casual, like that. Yeah. You can bolt up and and cover yourself up quick and, and pull the curtains, or you could get kind of angry and defensive. And Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he could have either got knocked out for it. You know, why are you peering in my window? I know you're a window cleaner. <laughs> or if you jump up really quick, there's possibility of damage to vital equipment, isn't there? That's true. You could bend something easy or snap something easy, and no one <laughs> wants to go to hospital explaining that. Or you can walk over to the window like he did and go, yeah, I'm having sex, and you're working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. I love it. And have you had any alcohol dreams? What do you mean? From having drank too much, the dreams are a little off? Yeah, they're freaky. They're horrible and freaky. I can't remember the exact dreams, but recently we, we've had a few parties. Mm-hmm. And two weeks ago we had a uh, uh, a big party in someone's field. and They got like a barn where you can 
bought all your drinks and drink out of there and go underneath um, gazebos that are put out. Mm-hmm. And I was drinking uh, Ho Gardens white beer. I think they reviewed it on Here Goes Nothing this week. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah he he mentioned it. I love that beer. I've I've drunk it for years and years and years, but I haven't been able to get it recently uh, since I moved. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's on tap in Greenwich, so you can go to a pub and just have it whenever you want. Yeah. But we've only just found out a place where it, they actually sell it, so I had some there, and it just gave me the weirdest beer dreams ever. Normally, beer just gives me a dirty hangover around about 11 o'clock oh, wow. the next morning. Now, n- normally, I wake up, and I'm fine, and then 11 o'clock, it all kicks in. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I was drinking last night, wasn't I? But... This one, it just gave me the freakiest dreams. I can't remember any of them now, but they scared the bejesus out of me. I remember waking up a couple of times during the night. And I don't know whether it's a wheat beer or, or because it's a wheat beer or anything like that, but normally if I drink vodka, I don't have any dreams at all. Hmm. I just think it's very strange that how your brain can react like that. It's awesome, but also a bit strange, yeah. I think. Well, I guess that's what happens when you drink, though. You're... Kicking out little brain cells one at a time, so yeah, <laughs> whatever sequence they go off in your head, it's like uh, going to the high end of the cable channels. <laughs> like, oh, let's check out what's on channel four hundred seventy-two. Oh yeah, this is something something offbeat. I can't say that I've had an alcohol dream in particular. I've come home feeling fine, even, and then like an hour or two later, as it all kind of gets into your system, you're like, whoa, wait a minute, mm. <laughs> something feels yeah. a little off. Yeah. But usually, as far as sleep goes, I, I tend to be out pretty yeah. cold. I've I've had some bad experiences. We'll we'll go through them and on another day. But I've had everyone's had the the night where they've had to dislodge their vomit from the the sinkhole with mm-hmm. their finger. <laughs> everyone's had that one, haven't they? But yeah, and or the night where you have to piece together what happened. Yeah, there's one of those that just haunts me. I worked in a bar. The bar owner was the boyfriend. So his girlfriend, the one who was around the bar all the time, and she was actually a, a bartender there, was my friend. Like, she and I would go do stuff all the time. Not flirty, but we were just good friends. And and whatever happened, one night, we sat, we talked for hours, we drank a lot. And then the next day, we just, she was so mad at me for whatever I had said. I couldn't remember it. The bouncer mm. knew what I said. He, he's like, I'm not getting involved, buddy. I'm not telling you. I'm like, oh, you're <laughs> killing me. So that's 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 the big one where I'm like, I wish I had a camera. Although I probably don't want to know what I said. <laughs> <sighs> well, that does sound like a a busy... That's a busy week and a half. Yeah. Anything on your end, or...? No, things are, are pretty calm on this end. Busy, scrambling to catch up on work. I have to apologize for this last episode taking a long time to get up. Uh, there was... The way we had recorded it, I wasn't at my usual computer, and I don't know what it was, but there was a background noise that... I couldn't get rid of, and then it would change, so you couldn't use the automatic noise removal. Ah. So, well, you could, but you'd have to do it for this five-minute chunk, and then recalibrate it for another eight-minute chunk, and... Oh, shame. Hopefully it was worth the wait, though. And now I know. I think it was the fan on the laptop, because I remember Boz mentioning he had a problem with that once before. Oh, yeah, you used on a laptop, wasn't you? Yeah. You used in the midst of somewhere. Yeah. My undisclosed location. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which I never took a uh, photograph of Winnie, but if you look at the show notes from episode 23, someone else did. So I, I put a link for their photograph up there. Awesome. Right, I've got 
some news from... I just want to get rid of the old coffers that are lying around at the moment. Uh, <laughs> this is from January uh, 23rd. It was on uh, BBC News, and it's a, uh, a group of guys in a car, and they look like they're going to firebomb a, a pub in rugby. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they burst in, they throw the petrol around, but one of the guys actually throws it. He, he ends up getting caught alight himself. He doesn't realise it. He runs into his car, still alight, and he drives up the road with his... Well, his friends drive up the road, and then they realise, hang on, we're on fire. <laughs> and so they get out, and their car gets burnt as well. It's brilliant. And, of course, it's all caught on video. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all on video. We've got the tape here to prove it. So, obviously, uh, the guy's actually got arrested for it as well. So... Um, now, does this mean that he's a very good arsonist by setting everything he touches alight? Or does it mean he's the worst arsonist in the world? I would think it's it's the worst arsonist. <laughs> Part of being an arsonist is knowing what to light and not light. Yeah. I, th- I think it's just a brilliant story. I, I love the way that he actually ended up burning. <laughs> Git. The one thing that stands out to me is that like, the minute 17 mark of the, the video... Yep. You see there's a shadow of the camera, which means there's a street light shining directly on this camera for it to create that shadow. <laughs> All the guy That's has right, to look yeah. left, and there's a giant camera pointed right at you. You would think, don't they scout it out ahead of time? You know. I love the way he runs into his car, though. It's like a cartoon thing. <laughs> <laughs> he shuts the door, and there's fire in the car. <laughs> you know what else strikes me? You don't have sidewalks. Or is there a sidewalk blocked by the camera angle here? That area there, the area that they did it on, it's a pedestrianised area. Mm. So um, normally in, in them sort of areas, between the hours of, uh, let's say, 7 and 7 in the morning, 7 at night, you won't be able to drive on there. Okay. And then any other time for cabs and such like to pick up people from bars and clubs, then you'll be able to drive around there. And it's... They're they're all over the place, really. Hmm. That's pretty cool. It's just to keep uh, the shoppers safe during the day. Otherwise, you end up with kids running out and getting running over on uh, busy roads right through the town. Right, I've seen stuff like that. That's a good find. <laughs> and I, I found... Um, have you ever heard of uh, the R2 unit that is a uh, a projector? They're around about £2,000 around here. They're half-size versions of r2d2 yeah yeah i've seen the uh, i guess the advertisement for it but yeah yeah and you can plug your your playstation xbox Wii into it you can play your movies on the on the ceiling mm-hmm. you can play them on the wall it projects it out <laughs> it's got a uh, stereo on there you can play your cds on it as well and it's the remote control for the unit is a, a millennium falcon oh cool so you can, you can drive around your house obviously it's going to be easier if you've got wooden floors yeah but I'm pretty sure it's going to work on carpet. You know, two thousand pounds. You're going to want it to work on carpet. Aren't yeah, you? it depends how powerful the drive is. I guess. Yeah, that'd be wicked. That's what the emperor should have used. Just carpet to stop R2 from <laughs> plugging into terminals. Just put a little square of carpet around each terminal. A little bit that'd static electricity them. discharge, short knockers. <laughs> but um, there's a video on here that I found. It's called the R2 chorus line, and. The actual unit, it plays the, um, what's the song played in the bar? It plays the, uh... The Cantina song? That's it, yeah, the Cantina song. And these guys have got around about, how many are there, 11? 11 or 12? Mm-hmm. All lined up together. And 
on voice recognition, you can actually get it to do a dance, and they got all 11 or 12 of them all lined up, <laughs> and they all do a dance, and it looks wicked. I love it. There's about £100,000 worth of gear there just dancing around, but nah, it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, it's very nicely choreographed, too. It's all in sync. And... <laughs> Synchronized R2 units just dancing. Yeah, only what about $25,000 worth of... Uh, or No, probably about $2,500, but still a lot of money yeah. just spent on a dancing chorus line. <laughs> just spent on 35 seconds on YouTube. That's one of those things <laughs> where they do it, and it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> yeah, what, what are we going to do with them now? <laughs> yeah. Box them back up, see if we can return them. I hope we're going to be millionaires off of this. <laughs> Some people think that's what happens. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, that's more or less the end of my little stories. I've got other stories as well, but there's far too much sex involved with them, so I'll leave them for another day <laughs> at some point. All right. Should we wrap up at this point then? Yeah, we'll keep this one kind of short today. Uh, one thing, we've started today's show with Dimitri's phone message for Olga. And we'll wrap up today's show with uh, his second message to her as the exit music. But maybe as a site for today, we'll let everyone know where we found it. There's a website called entertonement.com, www.entertonement.com. And they have sound bites from TV shows, movies, this kind of thing, all kinds of random stuff. I actually have at other times shared some Family Guy sound bites, and and there's a lot of other things on there that are worth listening to and looking at. So, as a link to go and check out, there's huge collections. There's things that you can edit, you can embed. It, it's pretty cool. And the nice thing too is a lot of people transcribe what's actually in the audio. So whether it comes from an interview or in the case with this this phone call, you can actually click on the link, which we'll put in the show notes, and it'll give you the text of Dimitri's messages. Mm. So I, I think we talked before about a moral for today's show, and I still think it should be, be careful what you leave as a phone message. I wonder if she gave out a, a fake number to a, a, a prankster, because that sometimes happens, doesn't it? You can give a, a, like a radio show number out, and uh, the unwilling caller actually calls a, a radio station right. instead, and leaves a message on their uh, answer phone, and then ends up playing out on the air. Yeah, it could be, because this claims to have a source that a guy left a message on a woman friend of mine's answering machine, but it happens a lot where an urban legend or something like that, people claim to be directly connected to it. Like, oh, that was my cousin, or that's my roommate, or something. You know, no, I think you just found it, and you're you're stealing that. Oh, speaking of that, I stumbled on this whole thing about someone stealing Kennedy's blog post. Oh, Did yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. I, I missed that while I was out of town. I... I was checking out his blog and I was like, oh, that's what happens when people tweet so much that there's 10 pages when you wake up in the morning. You miss a lot of that. So it's my own fault. I should have gone back and and been up on the blogs a little better, but that's pretty ballsy. That's awesome though. I love the way that everyone on Twitter got together and hounded down the guy because I know it was Trekkie Geek that noticed it, I think, and he tweeted everyone and he let Kennedy know. Mm -hmm. And, I remember uh, going to it and having a look. I think he said, oh, this looks very familiar. And I looked at it, and 10 minutes later, it was down. And that, that's that's the power of Twitter for you there. Definitely. For people who don't know, there's a friend of ours, Kennedy, who he's part of the Starbase 66 podcast. He does his own podcasts and blogs. And he has a blog called Weather Station 1, where 
he has the moron of the day and and all kinds of really clever insights about things and he had um an article that he had put up about teacher had a video of her having i think sex with her boyfriend or something like that that she'd accidentally distributed to students and whatever the case might be the point was someone else had basically cut and pasted his article and put his name as uh the author not kennedy's so someone stumbled on it yeah and the masses came and spoke out in defense of Kennedy, and I guess the guy is, is completely shut down the site and, and everything. We'll put links for all that, so if you if you aren't up to speed on it, you can go check it out. And and definitely, if you aren't familiar with Kennedy's work, you should definitely look at his Weather Station 1 website and then all the things that he links to from there, all his other content. It's good stuff. Yes, definitely. Genius. <laughs> but anyway, so we have uh, the entertainment site, which we definitely encourage you to take a look at. We'll be releasing episode 5 of our Rethinking Lost podcast, so if you haven't checked it out yet and you're a Lost fan, please do check out Rethinking Lost, either on iTunes or at Podbean. If you have any feedback to send us, then just send it to bombastpodcast at gmail.com. That's right, or let us know on Twitter if you want to follow us there, or our own personal emails and such. Yeah, yeah follow me in- Follow me on Ultimate Manus and follow you on... SHC 1970. That's it. So, will that be our moral today? Yeah. Be careful what you leave on the answering machine message. Yeah, we'll leave it at that and we'll get out of here before we end up ruining this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And we'll leave you with Dimitri's second effort at reaching out to Olga. Go, Dimitri. Go. <laughs> See you next week. Ta-da. Bye. Bye. Hi there, Olga. It's Dimitri calling again, the guy from the street. I left you a message several days ago. You said you were interested. Now, here's the way I work. I don't like leaving second messages, but I like you. You're a very elegant woman. You're very attractive. But, you know, I don't play that game. I know your friends tell you not to return calls. You're playing games like you see on stupid TV shows. So here's how it's going to work. It is now 4.30 on Wednesday. Now, I'll assume... I'll assume that you've already left work because, you know, some people leave early and I'll grant you that. But if I do not receive a phone call back from you by three o'clock Thursday afternoon, I'm no longer interested and you can erase my number. I don't play games like that. I'm completely single. I'm very intelligent. I'm great in bed. I make great money. Believe it or not, I'm a complete catch. I've only been single four months. I had a long-distance relationship. You know, when a year, it's very tough to maintain it like that, and it didn't work out. There's nothing wrong with me. Matter of fact, I'm one of the few men in the city that has nothing wrong with him. So I'm giving you that 3 o'clock deadline. If I don't hear from you, you lose my number. I'm erasing yours right now, so you won't be hearing back from me. So that's it. Three o'clock tomorrow, or you can just completely forget it. Now, I understand if you've got other issues, like maybe you're not playing games. Maybe you've had, I don't know, maybe you were abused in childhood. Maybe your mother has cancer, you're going to chemo. Maybe you're just a person who's extremely frightened or has some, has an anxiety disorder. Maybe you're on uh, some medication for that. I don't know. There could be another issue that I'm not aware of. But nobody says, call me, hands a person a business card, and then doesn't return calls. It's extremely passive-aggressive. You should actually look that up, passive-aggressive personality disorder. 
and you let me know if, if you've got issues, psychological issues, if you're on any sort of medication for anxiety or depression, I'm not interested, okay? But if you're psychologically normal and you haven't called me because there's been some horrible thing that's happened in your life which prevented you, that's fine. But otherwise, don't call me, okay? Bye.